Welcome to the What Police Cycling Podcast. Today, I, Cycling Graphs, and Naishka will discuss the best climbing performances of the uh, previous week. And we will discuss uh, the wins of uh, Remco Evenpool and uh, Alexander Vlasov. Also, the impressive win by Tobias Johannesen in uh, Besage. And we'll start with the most impressive one with the Valenciana Stage 1. And Naishka, can you explain what Evenpool did in that day? Yeah, so we had quite an eventful first week of stage racing with, uh, yeah, Evenpool was the first the first effort. I, I, I didn't even know that the climb was, was hard enough to make difference before the stage I had. I wasn't prepared to actually calculate this stage, but in the end, Evenpool attacked after, like, Bahrain did some hard pace for Luis Leon Sanchez for no reason. I don't know what happened there, but Evenpool launched... Uh, yeah, the climb was 10 minutes, 38 seconds, nearly 26 kilometers per hour because it was like a 6.9% climb. And Avenapool did uh, 6.8 watts per kilogram, which is quite decent for February. He dropped Vlasov by around 10 seconds. He did 6.6. And then the group behind with Valverde, Carlos Rodriguez and a few others around 6.4. And... The stage was the before was like decently hard. I have here three thirteen point one kilojoule per kilogram for hours per hour for yeah four hours so decent pace and yeah good performance from Avonapool showing yeah. showing some promise. I think it might be the best performance of, of his career like climbing performance. There there might yeah. be discussions with uh, Walter Borgas stage in twenty twenty. Where he won one on uh, what was the name of climb? Picon Blanco. Yeah, Picon Blanco, of course. The the the, the climb that, that is used so many times in recent years. Yeah, like he's showing that he's at least in his uh, form that he was in 2020, and uh, we'll see if he can uh, improve. Evan pool. Yeah, but that was also like a climb which is like not steep, so he probably still had a CDA advantage, I guess, over other riders, and the timing was pretty perfect attacked and nobody really was on the wheel and Vlasov then just kind of tried to get back to him but yeah was impossible and yeah I mean we'll see on in stage three then that he wasn't he wasn't actually superior or not uh yeah he doesn't have superior what's to the other riders in general it seems on the climbs because on stage three he yeah got destroyed by by quite a few riders he finished same time as Luis Leon Sanchez, I believe. Yes, you are right. Holy fuck. And even Julio Chicone beat, beat Evenpool by six seconds. And Jakob Fuglsang, who paced for, for a long time on gravel section, beat him by nine seconds. But okay. Evenpool said that his uh, legs blow up after the gravel sector. So that was like at least one kilometer to the finish. And yeah, he... That climb also the end of the climb was pretty steep and uh, and to me it seems like pretty weird that Evenpool can uh, produce uh, giant watts on uh, flat sections but uh, can't uh, replicate uh, those performances on climbs at least. Yeah, uh, that that is like the question at the moment. He's also said that he like trained his punch for for the Ardennes, I believe, and. That's that's one of the that's not the reason why he isn't that good, I guess. But it, it might play into it that its training isn't really focused on 
on long climbs at the moment. But yeah, it was visible. Like eight on this stage is not good. Losing 41 seconds to Vlasov. It's pretty bad. So there was is this one theory which I personally believe is 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 quite is quite likely actually that Avonpool like we we have seen like his power file from uh, World Champs ITT where he just produced crazy power in ITT position. So I believe the problem for him is that he can like in the in the low CDA position is that he can produce high watts in that that on the steep climbs you can't really stay in that position for too long and then yeah in the other positions he can't develop what's as well i think that that's a possible explanation but we we don't know for for sure now yeah but there's also a problem with Pool is that uh, uh he isn't racing the the races where, where, where there are climbs like he's always like yeah racing yeah. like these one day races with, with small climbs or no climbs or, or like races like Tour de Pologne where there also are like only like hilly stages and there are like a little sample size. Uh, that's the problem. Even looking at the calendar like this year, like he's racing Basque Country, which is like not really long climbs, like 16 minute max. And we also have Tirano, Tir- same. Which. Well, yeah, which this year doesn't have a long climb either. Only like this one 16-minute climb. So yeah, nothing also in, in, in Algarve, also there isn't anything. Yeah, like yeah, big. Algarve, like, yeah. No, that's not, not even real climbing Algarve. And then, like, I guess, yeah, maybe to the Swiss, but I'm, I'm, we're, not, we're not sure about that yet. And then he'll do well, and there will be, like, very long climbs. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think the schedule is perfect, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, and if you would be like uh, Patrick Lefebvre, what would you suggest to Remco? Where where he should go? <laughs> uh, yeah, like first of all, I think he shouldn't train for Ardennes because quick step of Philippe, it's fine. Like Ardennes shouldn't be the main goal for Remco. He could, should go all in for Vuelta. Like I don't like have exactly the parkours in mind but i would say you should do paris nice because i like called the torini which is proper climb 40 minutes uh yeah probably then maybe do basque as well and then dauphine i would say those are like the rest of one weeks and maybe maybe provence instead of algarve well yeah so basically paris nice uh, obviously would would suit him better because like yeah. Paris Nice is always uh, like for how to say Tirreno is always for more punchier guys uh, at least mm. on the, this year it, it's it's very I think it's very punchy course and Paris Nice yeah. it's it's more more suitable for time trial guys who can uh, do well on longer climbs. Yeah, maybe what about Vlasso? Were you surprised uh, about his performance on uh, Valenciana stage three, where he destroyed everyone? Because I actually, I actually was a bit. I didn't expect. I like, I, I, I know we talked about this before the stage, or like, with, yeah, uh, other people I talked about this, but yeah, Vlasov. N- not many expected Vlasov. I thought he'd do well, but I didn't expect him to do so well. Like, he hasn't really showed too much on the climbs last year and then he actually for for february he produced a pretty serious performance performance here 
on on Mike Bertibi, like six point three four for eighteen minutes forty five, nearly twenty minutes. That's that's a pretty decent performance. Yeah, that, that's and also yeah, maybe very close to his peak performance. Uh, so yeah, yeah, maybe he will improve yeah, and this year. If if he can get back get back to his twenty twenty climate level, which was actually pretty fucking good, like uh yeah, he his performance on Vaughn too, Angliru, etc. Like they were pretty good. If he can get back that to that level, and then TT he had last year could be could be actually uh, uh could be dangerous at Grand Tours. But yeah, he, he'll yeah. race at Tour de France where there are yeah. time trials. So. Yeah, we will so, yeah. see if he can maybe win. <laughs> maybe he can win. <laughs> but yeah, he's on the specialized as well, which should be like good TT setup, I believe. But yeah, other riders to mention on this stage were Carlos uh, Rodriguez. Carlos Rodriguez. Yeah, it yeah. was like his a breakthrough race, basically. Like uh, he surprised a lot. Uh, I didn't expect anything from him. At, at least I didn't expect podium. Yeah, he did yeah. Uh, on uh, Magmo TB 6.35 watts per kilo for almost 19 minutes. So it's really great performance for 21-year-old. Also, it was, I think, on the first stage, it was his birthday, Yeah, if I remember correctly. So yeah, he's he's very, very young. Yeah, so, uh, yeah definitely. The, uh, I believe he's probably a future GC man of Ineos. Oh, yeah, maybe be. future will be this year. Well, he, he will race to France, <laughs> maybe as, as GC. Yeah, I, I don't believe he'll race. <laughs> I don't I believe he'll race tour. Ineos, Ineos don't usually do that with tours first round. I believe he'll probably Well, be except Bernal to... in 2018. Yeah, yeah, they did Bernal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> see. I think he'll going to do well. Though. But yeah, also Valverde like wrote the last last two kilometers with puncture which is also quite yeah quite impressive to still finish fifth with that could have probably done better without it yeah also fun fact uh, i was uh watching live stage three in valenciana i was also in the uh, like yeah. at the start and valverde was standing like two meters for me or, or maybe closer <laughs> he was like he, he isn't like uh he's pretty tall He's like fucking skinny, like holy fuck. Yeah, Valverde is so skinny, it's crazy. Yeah, and then then uh, I also was standing uh, uh very close to the Kunic, uh, no, not the Kunic, uh, Quickstep Alpha vinyl team bus, and when the Remco came out, like he was looking like a fucking min- midget, like a, a SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> yeah, he like like really like square. Yeah, mm. uh, he he's. <laughs> really in real life and i was also going to the climb uh, I, of course i didn't didn't climb the whole climb of magmo tb because i rented the 20 kilogram uh, mountain bike and i didn't want to destroy myself so yeah i went up only a few kilometers of that monstrous climb yeah it was quite interesting yeah and maybe we can also discuss uh what happened in Bessage climbing stage oh yeah Bessage we had Le Mans bouquet climb which we all had also in the 2020 edition of the race 
Tobias uh, Haaland Johansson won the stage in the end, same time as Jay Vine, Champoussin, and Ibi. The stage before was quite easy. 12 point, yeah, 12.44 was a kilojoule per kilogram per hour for just over three hours, according to Jay Vines. Strava, which, uh, yeah, is pretty reliable. And then they did, on the last climb, 6.67 watts per kilogram for 13 minutes 29. And that is also a new climbing record on the climb. And yeah, overall, 13 riders broke the old climbing record of Alberto Betiol from 2020. So that is, uh, yeah, quite interesting. And yeah, I believe... Uh, what do you think? I think Wine was probably the strongest on the climb. He, I think Johannesson was on the limit, but yeah, he had to punch in the end. Uh, yeah, probably because Wine isn't uh, that uh, strong at sprint. And uh, yeah, Wine was uh, racing for the staging. Also, Johannesson was racing for the staging, but he was also pretty high in the GC. Uh, Norwegian rider. Also, the biggest surprise for me was uh, Antonio Tiberi. He's only 20, 20, yeah, 20. Like, it's crazy performance at this age. He, if I remember correctly, he won the uh, world championships in time trial in juniors category in 2019 in Harrogate. Yeah. So he's pretty talented. Yeah. He, I think he also. Finished second in Tour of Hungary, third. top finish last year behind Hausen or something. Yeah, or he third. finished third behind yeah. Hausen and uh, Hermans. Yeah, so he's uh, pretty talented. Uh, we, also, he's pretty strong in time trial. So yeah, he had that obscure crash, like yeah. three minutes before the line in UAE Tour last year. That's that's the first time, the first thing I remember from him. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy, crazy crash. Uh, so also interesting is that uh, Alberto Betiol uh, finished the uh, 10th on this stage and he also br- bro- broke his record time. Yeah, so he's probably in, in pretty good form. Couldn't drop the eventual GC winner though, which was uh, Benjamin Thomas, was also climbing quite well. And yeah, also I want to note that uh, Vine in the in the TT, which he also did quite well, he broke a record on the on the like climb day right in the TT by like quite a few seconds. So yeah, that was also quite impressive from him. Okay, so it looks like uh, Vine might be the the, the ne- next big Australian uh, GC rider. Like if if he can uh, produce uh, these watts constantly and. Time, time trial like he's 70 kilograms so yeah probably he can do big things in future maybe maybe in this season if yeah i've all, also all seen like trust him <laughs> i've also seen like calculations that he did quite a lot of watts on the flat part as well but he lost two riders to did like worse watts so yeah if he, if he improves the cda he could be a crack tt rider yeah, I see he will, uh, his next race is Tour of Antalya in uh, Turkey, yes. and, and there will be a mountain top finish. Uh, I think he will, like, destroy everyone there, like, yeah, l- I mean... let's look top GC riders. 
Oh my god. Anatoly Budiak. Like he he's uh, uh, like strongest competitor really there, Eduardo Sepulveda from Drone Hopper oh, Jesus, that guy is washed as fuck. Also this uh, Mongolian rider, I don't know how to fucking pronounce <laughs> Jambal Jumped Sandbayar from <laughs> Teren Ganu Polygon cycling team, like like <laughs> that's his competition there. Marton Dina actually like yeah. Last year he couldn't actually drop Eduardo Sepulveda though in Tour of Turkey. They finished the same time the finish. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe but, maybe but... Sepulveda can do something. I don't know, like if I I don't I don't expect he, it. He's so much stronger, I think, this year, like because uh, yeah, yeah. In, in Tour of Turkey last year it was his first race and uh, uh this year he looks like so much stronger. Uh, and what about Saudi Tour? Uh, I didn't watch that race, but uh, probably you can tell me what, what, what happened. Uh, yeah, there. I also didn't watch too much of Saudi Tour. But yeah, we had two like semi-climbing performances, like stage two with punchy finish. The calculation for that is not like super accurate, probably, because it's like super short climb. But yeah, it wasn't good. Budrago, Bajeli. 4 minutes 32, around 6.75 watts per kilogram. Caleb Yoon finished fifth on this stage, a few seconds behind them. So, yeah, nothing crazy there. And then we had, like, the Queen stage, I guess, where there was a cl- climb to of uh, the sky views of Halat Uvarit, or, yeah, something along those lines. Three kilometers, 11.43%. We had, like, a crosswind split before, where Maxime Van Gilds was in the first group with Bagioli, and he absolutely destroyed Bagioli despite only performing, yeah, at relatively low watts per kilogram, 5.85. They had like a massive headwind, which is included in calculation. Uh, yeah, so six or seven kilometers per hour headwind, which is, yeah, quite strong. And then we had in the group behind. The actual fastest time on the climb was 12 minutes 42 uh, seconds from Santiago Butrago, who was the GC leader at that time, but lost it to Van Gils and Rui Costa, who also did 5.85 watts per kilogram. Yeah, we were three seconds faster than Van Gils, but yeah, slightly more draft. And yeah, that's why the watts are the same in the end. Oh yeah, anything, uh, anything special didn't happen in that race, so yeah, I, I don't really care about uh, these poor performances by by no nobodies. Uh, Maximum Gills, like who the fuck he is? Like before this race, I I didn't know he exists. Yeah, <laughs> he finished eighth in Classica San Sebastian or something last year. Twelve, I know him from that. Okay, yeah, twelve. Yeah, who cares? Oh my god, he's only, 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 only 22. Yeah. yeah, he's like relatively talented, I guess. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, next week we also have going to have some cracked climbing performance, hopefully, in Tour de Provence. We have Sosa, Quintana, Stora, and a few others there. And then Tour of, uh, yeah, Algarve. No, no. Remco. Uh, Algarve will be later it's on 16 oh, yeah it's in two weeks right yeah okay. 
I got I got off in two weeks and Antalya also. Antalya and Oman will also be this week, I guess. Yes. And yeah, they both have like rigid horrible start lists. But yeah, yeah, probably because maybe, everyone maybe is something all, special all, happens. Because every everyone is like uh with, with COVID. Like ah, yeah, I yeah, think like at, at least like fifty percent of Peloton <laughs> might be uh with, with COVID positive. It's it's crazy. Omicron is 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 destroying everyone. Like in Latvia, I'm not in Latvia, but in Latvia, situation is extremely bad. Like it's it's so fucking bad. <laughs> I don't know about Spain. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's end this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see what what will happen in the. In the Provence, Antalya, and Oman, and yeah, we will probably record on another podcast.